Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is episode 53 on the Merry Biz podcast with Alice Nichols. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. On today's episode, we chat with our good friend from The Whole Daily as well as Blog to Profit. She is many things, a healthy and wealthy specialist, nutritionist, mum, wife, a terrible dancer, business and profit coach, and health coach. Now, this is a lot of things to be, and she is definitely our kind of crazy. And that's why we're so excited to welcome our good friend, Alice Nichols to Marybiz. Yay! Oh my gosh, girls, I'm so excited to be here. I am I am definitely a little bit crazy, but in a good way. Oh, it's totally. awesome. You it's unharnessed. Yes, definitely our kind of crazy and we we love the crazies. <laughs> I say bring on the crazy. Absolutely. Alice, what has been on your agenda today? We love to know because everyone's days are so different. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a really cool question. I was actually thinking about this this morning because I have two little babes and one of them I drop off at primary school and the other I drop off at an early learning center on a Thursday. And this year has been a real kind of business changer from a time frame perspective for me because when I used to have them looked after on a few days during the week, I'd get an 8.30 to 5 o'clock work day. But now after I do the drop-offs, I sometimes only get from a 10 a.m. until about 3 p.m. workday. So I've had to shift my focus and get really, really um, pinpointed in regards to where I place my time. So I got home this morning after grabbing my latte at my favorite cafe at 9.30. Like, yeah, I've got the Merry Biz podcast. Um, So I did a couple of Snapchats about books that I'm reading at the moment for personal development and professional development. I then responded to some emails. I've just purchased a new, this is probably not, not going to make sense to many people, um, but I sell a, a kombucha culture through oh, yeah, my yeah. website. So I've had to purchase a new zip, a new um, a, a new vacuum sealing machine because mine's bitten the dust. Oh. So just interesting process-driven stuff. But for the rest of the day, I've actually got two blog posts that I want to complete. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, good the rest of the day, well, that's probably going to take up the whole day, to be completely honest with you. I've also got a podcast to edit myself with an amazing woman called Susanna Frioni that I interviewed the other day. So podcasting rocks. Amazing. Oh, doesn't it? Podcasting is yes. just the best thing ever. It's really cool. Alice, what books are you reading? Ah, good question. So I'm all about money books and money mindset books at the moment. Oh. So ones that I was talking about was, um, oh, it's a really click clickbait type title and it's going to probably trigger some people actually so the first one that I've just finished this week is called 
how to become filthy, stinking rich through network marketing. But <laughs> I know it's a total clickbait book title, but it's actually a mindset book. And ah. I was, yeah, it's actually really interesting because my um, I've isolated myself a lot. I work by myself. I work online. I have two young children who don't quite get the blogosphere and my husband, you know, goes into the city to work. Yeah. So I've become really isolated and my mantra for the rest of this year and going forward is connection um, because I've really felt like when I meet with women, especially men too, but women in real life, I just come away so energized and inspired and excited. So um, I love the idea of networking with people and this is a really inspirational book because like I'm not precious with my professional development books. I go through with big red textures and blue textures and I have my own little lingo that I leave in the in the, in the borders, you know, calling out good quotes or good um, lessons. And the other one I'm reading at the moment is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is just a classic mindset formula which helps you build your business um, through through becoming what you think, I suppose. Yeah. And I've got another money one sitting next to me, which is um, Kate Northrup's amazing money, a love story. So look at me go oh, with the money. Oh my mind. gosh, reading yeah. so many books. I have stacks of books around me. I got into the Kindle for a while and I also got in, or in, into um, iBooks and I also got into Audible for quite some time because I yeah. listen. A, yeah, I love it. Like I listen when I'm running or walking or driving with the kids, although they tell me to turn it off sometimes. But I just love, if it's something really that I'm interested in from professional development standpoint, Mm -hmm. I love to touch the pages because then I can leave my my notes and my, um, my, you know, I put big circles around inspirational sections and things like that. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, definitely not being precious about books. I think that's a good way to be. Yeah. And I think like, even though Kindle books and like, you know, ebooks are so good, nothing beats like a hard, hard copy real life where you can like scrunch the pages and draw all over and highlight and pass on like I love like giving books yeah. to like you know this book is gonna like help change you your life. Yeah, read it. <laughs> that's so so cool so Alice I would love to hear a little bit more about your story like how mm. did it all begin like how did you start the whole daily and now you kind of have moved into blog to profit you have a podcast now and all this jazz you do kombucha so like tell us wow it's um it's I, I always struggle to condense this story to be 100% mm-hmm. honest with you so I'm gonna do my best today girls you um this. Yeah. So I, in 20, it's going back to 2012, 2013, I was working as a sales manager at an American software company and I was getting paid really well. I was traveling to the US a couple of times a year and to Asia on, you know, junkets a couple of times a year. And Mm -hmm. it was very, you know, very culture driven. So the company itself was, is exceptional still. And they hire people based on skill, but they also hire people into the culture as well. So it's Mm -hmm. really you know, software companies throw a lot of cash at their employees, not just from a, a monetary standpoint, but from, you know, they feed you in the offices. They, they pretty much feed you, clothe you, get you on planes, yeah. you know, make sure that you're all having fun and it's all rah-rah and glitter and excitement. But I was also pretty unhealthy from a, a physical standpoint. So I was drinking excessively. Um, I was partying all weekends and I wasn't backing it up anymore like there was an emotional um I was reaching pretty much an emotional rock bottom I would say with it just being really tired of trying to moderate this really party animal behavior and it wasn't kind of like the typical like some people have said oh you know that's just normal when you're 25 or when you're 27 or when you're 21 but I was I was actually doing it to you know excess where I was waking up and feeling a lot of blame and, and guilt and shame and embarrassment and 
all of those things, which is not a great, you know, when you're living your life, walking around with that stuff going around in your head, it doesn't create a very powerful um, forward yeah, thinking yeah. environment. So, you know, you girls might know I'm huge on mindfulness and being able to be aware of the present moment without judgment now. But at the time, I was really stuck in um, in a lot of blocks. So I had been... Uh, my companies, so I'd worked for two different US software companies and they were both incredible, both had really similar culture. Um, they'd invested tens of thousands of dollars into training me in different sales methodologies and marketing methodolo methodologies and coaching and leadership methodologies, but I'd never once um, invested a dollar in my own personal or professional development ever, pretty much. So um, I slammed down five grand one day on a whim to start studying at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition or IAN, uh -huh. as a lot of people know it. And it was the very first, I remember even, I remember it was a beautiful sunny day outside. I was 36 floors up in our office on South Bank. I remember where my office desk was. Like it's one of those moments that I look back and go, I, I see that moment so clearly in my yeah. head where I just went, you know, they were on the phone going, what else do you need to know to join? And I'm like, I'm just ready to pay. I'm ready yeah. to do it. And I know you girls have had experiences like that as well, like when you bought into Tropical Think Tank the yeah. first time. I'm like, just going to be there. Yeah. Um, so I had one of those moments and uh, it really ignited or inspired this, uh, this, this desire to just begin to write out what I was thinking. And I did not know what blogging was. I did not know that there were bloggers making money blogging. I did not know that when you posted a blog, some people might actually read it, which I think, <laughs> yeah, interesting, right? Because it's such a different environment now. Like I yeah, coach women yeah. who haven't started a blog, but when they when they want to start one, they want to have a million people reading it tomorrow. Whereas I started in a completely different state, which was with no expectation that it was going to be anything. Mm -hmm. And so I was using, yeah, and I was using the blogging as a way of understanding my thoughts. Like if I didn't get them, if I got them out, I could sift through them and begin to feel myself a little bit better um, emotionally and also spiritually. So I'm selling software and I'm leading a, a team selling software and, and all of a sudden, I was just this, you know, this interest in health and well-being was coming out again. And the whole daily started to get people reading it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. And then what I, what I um, did was that I reached a point where I was able to give up the booze, you know, give up doing lots of party animal stuff on the weekends. And um, I took that. I've got a bit of a type A addictive personality, crazy personality. And so I took that... Um, all of that energy that I had been feeling in guilt and shame and vulnerability and sadness and blame and all of the tiredness that I'd had from being hung over 100 days a year and I put all of that energy into learning about blogging. So I was just going, like I was watching webinars, reading um, ebook after ebook after ebook. Um, I was staying up until 1am some mornings just trying to figure out one thing. Like I, I was building blogs or websites that would take me like a week to build up to 1am in the morning, but just learning. Like I feel like it was such an excellent time for me. You know, now I don't do all of that stuff myself. Now I can pay other people yeah, to help me yeah. to do that stuff. But I felt like it was just such an incredible way of immersing myself in it. And I started to see what worked. Like I created an online e-course um, called Life Transformation Project, which mm -hmm. has got over got over 590 people that have joined up worldwide now which is incredible and it's all about mindfulness yeah it's about mindfulness it's about um, I'm actually about to redo it 
over the next few months. I, sh- I need to put one of my priorities um, so that I can sink my teeth into it a little bit deeper. But, you know, gut health, mindfulness, it's got some beautiful meditations in there and lots of cookbooks and things like that. So, um, but the, the interesting thing was the more I was immersing myself in the whole daily, the more people were coming to me saying, how did you do this? And I think like you girls will know, it's not as easy as you make it look like on Snapchat or mm-hmm. Facebook. You know, there's a load of work that goes into creating a, a profitable online business, like yeah. more than most people ever realize. And I think it's, um, it's actually, it's a shame that a lot of people step into their entrepreneurship or to become a solo entrepreneur and they leave their jobs and then they realize that um, they might have imprisoned themselves in their own business. Yeah. So I think that awareness about how much work it actually creates, uh, how much work it actually takes. But um, so I had this, you know, if you look back to this 10 years and nearly 15 years of sales and marketing experience I had, I wasn't using it at all except for my own stuff. And I just had actually Chris Ducker. It's so funny. Both of us have experiences in our lives at ProBlogger, I think both of us, where he said something on stage and we were like, yes. Oh, cool. What, what was the one thing that he said to you? So he was on stage and... I had, he said, your audience are going to tell you what they want you to create for them. Uh-huh. That was as simple as it was, right? Amazing. And I'd, been, and I'd been sitting there and I'd been saying no. I'd actually turned down about uh, like multiple requests for me to help other people learn how to manage their bogs. Bogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I do love, I do talk about poo a lot in my nutrition studies, but let's not bring it into this podcast. <laughs> Um, different podcast episode. Totally different podcast. So always happy to chat, Poot. But so he he. So a lot of people have been asking me, like, how are you doing this? How yeah. do you do to show us? And I had literally been saying to people, I would love to help you, but I'm focused on my health and well-being blog at the moment. I'm going to send you, like, I was sending um, inquiries to other people, Australia yeah. and worldwide. Like, I had my people, and I would just kind of ship these inquiries out. So Chris Ducker said, your audience are going to tell you what they want you to to sell them or what they want you to create for them. And I got back to my hotel room that night at ProBlogger and I opened up my laptop to the inquiries, like the blog blogging inquiries yeah. folder yeah. I'd created. And there was like 183 oh, emails wow. in there. Wow. So, oh my gosh. I know. It was actually ridiculous. And, and I suppose that's why then when I did create my course, which is Blog to Profit, um, it, it does focus on mindset and actual strategy a lot to make money from your blog. I don't teach people how to write like, you know, I'm not a writing coach. I am somebody who says, let's pull out the garbage and look at where you're actually going to create a profit from, but also let's get your mind check in, mindset in check. So I suppose that's why when I launched it, it, you know, it it generated a lot of profit for me and success for me within a short period of time. so that's what I have now. I am studying still nutrition, so I've simply got my clinic hours left. So I'll be a I'm a nutritional medicine practitioner at the moment and I'm also doing the blog to profit stuff and like you guys said, it's a little bit crazy, but I I honestly um I've had people who view me externally and go, "Oh, you need to slow down." But I have to be honest, my life is really amazing. I'm I'm not stressed, I'm not anxious. I have my self-care practices. Mm-hmm. 
and you know my kids spend a lot of time with me and it's actually all pretty magical to be honest yeah. so I'm at- I, t- I totally like I mean we get that too it's like you guys look so busy like you just and you're just so adding many- so many more projects and it's like well but like this is our life at the moment like lives at the moment this is good like I feel amazing expanded energized so it's like I'm just gonna go yeah. with it it's like everyone's like sort of like idea of busy and like too much work is different it's really incredible and I know that you would feel this that when you love what you do so much even you know when it it, it, you just it is so inspiring in itself like somebody asked me in the past who inspires you and there was a few times where I was like I inspire the shit out of myself I have to be completely honest with you Every day I wake up and I'll do one thing and I'll look at it and go, yeah, and then I'll think, but then I can add this to it. And you girls would feel the same thing. It's just um, that harnessing the power of technology and that that ability we have to create incredible products and services that actually help people and to yeah. scale them across the entire world, that is an opportunity that we have never seen before in history. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can find someone like yourselves or if you are someone who is self-motivated because you have to be and if you can work autonomously because you need to and you can get out of your own way, like this is the biggest problem with the women that I coach as well is that a lot of them are in their own ways with fear and anxiety that they're just afraid to step around. If we can get out of our own way, Jesus, like we can change our lives, but we can change other people's lives on a daily basis as well. And that is incredibly inspiring. Oh my gosh, gosh. totally. Couldn't agree with you more, Alice. So like to these women that do have this fear, like, cause we know like so many people have this fear and they're just like too afraid to like actually do something different out of the should be's. Like what, Mm. what do you say to them or what would be your advice? It's a, you know what, it's actually a tough one and I've, and it's one of the things that every single time I go to launch Blog to Profit, I think how can we do this, how can we add to this or remove something and yeah. change something or how, I'm always thinking how can we do this better so that I can help you get through that emotional yeah. mindset and I really feel like you can only take someone um, to a certain point on the journey and I often look at it like you know say if somebody pays $15,000 to go to a Tony Robbins seminar or they pay a million dollars to be personally coached by Tony Robbins mm. he can only take you mm. so far whereas a lot of people will pay the one million dollars expecting that when they walk mm. out Tony has made them not scared or made yeah. them feel worthy or made them um, not you know not be anxious about actually sharing their message there is a certain way that I can take you and a certain um, a certain length of the journey that I can take you and support you with, which is here are some tools that will help you. Now, whether that's online um, resources or whether that's books, like I'm huge on education. The reason that my mindset has begun, the reason that my mindset now is so incredibly strong is because I have sat and read and yeah, read and yeah. listened and consumed so much incredible information that it has literally changed the way my brain works. You know what I mean? It's So unless somebody's willing to do that and then take the action, and it has to be about there's got to come a time where they have to step past the fear and nobody can hold their hands while they do that. Um, so there's certain people who will consume and educate and learn and then do that so much and not take that final leap. Yeah. But the biggest, the biggest recommendation I have is to simply begin to 
taking information on mindset on a regular basis. Start for five minutes a day, start for 10 minutes a day, start for 20 minutes a day. Um, and I think there is, a you know, I've mentioned Tony Robbins and one of the books that I started with from him, which is um, Awaken the Giant Within. Yeah, I've heard of that. Anybody wants to grab that book, that's just so incredible. And it and it's it's an excellent title. I know he printed the book with that title, but I feel like he could have then rechanged it 20 years later to still be that title because it's awakened so many giants within so many different people. Wow. Um, but it's about, it's about daily education. It's about daily work and you're never enlightened and you're never really there. And you guys would probably still get scared when you press something and I still get frightened mm, when yeah. I press frightened. But, you know, you still have those moments where you're like, anything could happen. I almost feel like I love that feeling now. Yeah, yeah I think you kind of get used to it, don't you? It's like, okay, well, this is kind of like a part of our day now. Like, it's like... It's like the norm. Yeah. So, and I think, like, it was harder at the start. I mean, even, like, posting a Facebook post, like, that was hard at the start. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just, like, being okay with it being a little bit scary. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway because... There's nothing bad that is actually going to happen. Like no one is going to get hurt. No. Well, I think we have human beings, we have a psychological fear of rejection. And so in the online space specifically, anything we do, whether it's um, putting a status, you know, even something as simple as putting a status update on on our Facebook business page, we are putting ourselves in the face of rejection because somebody could... either nobody could comment on it or nobody could like it or somebody could actually write something not nice underneath it or say something not nice about it. So there is a real psychological boundary that we have to step away from and understand exactly what you just said, that, you know, the worst that can happen is actually not not that bad. Like nothing nothing terrible is going to come of whatever I'm doing right now. So it's actually... It's a cool place to be. It is so, so cool. So, Alice, like in your journey, has there been like one or two challenges that you've kind of had to overcome? And can you sort of take us through that and how you did that? Yes. Um, I'm going to think back to the last launch of Blog to Profit. Uh So I had a – we had a new affiliate platform that was being put in because we had people that wanted to share the message of the course out to their wider Mm -hmm. audience and we originally got um, so the developer who built the site. One of the um, one of the requirements was that it would be able to integrate with an affiliate uh, software. And they had said, you know, these do integrate really well. Got to be honest, like he was a great developer up until he was an awesome developer. I'm going to say maybe it was just an oversight at the time. Uh-huh. Anyway, so two weeks before we went to launch, we went to um, integrate these you know, third-party software providers, the affiliate platform to the actual, um, to the paid, to the paid memberships software. And they just weren't integrating like that. We could see the data just wasn't coming through. Like we could see some, some, some purchases coming through, but we weren't, you know, um, dummy purchases coming through, but they weren't getting credited to the right affiliates. So I was contacting the companies and they weren't getting back to me and I eventually took it to Twitter because Twitter sometimes is yes. the closest route to any. We always do that. <laughs> That's why what we use Twitter for, to complain to software companies. Like that is its sole purpose. It's the best. I actually went straight to the CEOs um, because so you can. That's one of the coolest things about Twitter. So I went straight to the CEOs of the companies of the software pr- platforms that weren't integrating and um, we found out that the reason they weren't integrating is because they don't integrate with each other. 
So, um, but, but one of the companies had said, this is who you should be trying. So one of the companies had been essentially um, sharing a message was, which was not 100% okay. Mm. So we were two weeks, in fact, we were probably a week out for la- from launch by the time those tweets were happening and we finally figured out what was going on. And I had a really awesome um, uh, chick working for me out of the Philippines and I pretty much said to her, here's, like I had to sit down and understand that what we had been planning on doing was just incredibly broken. Like we couldn't even have we could have the payments coming through, but we, we either had to decide whether to launch the launch the e-course with no affiliates sharing the message whatsoever or um, postpone the launch until we could figure it out. And I went to her, uh, who, the woman who was working with me in the Philippines, and I said, this is what we need to do. We need to yank out this uh, affiliate platform. We actually need to change the membership platform as well. If I give you, cool. if we look at providers together, would you be willing to like work on this with me in the next week? And she was incredible. It cost me an extra, like it cost a couple of grand to, to do it. So it was a financial loss from the original software yeah, providers. Yeah. It was an additional cost with my partner who was working with me in the Philippines. And she literally yanked them out and we were kind of liaising on a daily basis and she had brand new softwares put in in the next kind of three days and we went to launch with affiliates working for us on schedule. It was actually just ludicrous. But um, Wow, was it stressful? Uh, you know what? Five years ago, I would have actually been yeah. curled up in a fetal position uh-huh. in my bedroom and my husband would have been wanting to take the kids out of the house and just leave me alone because yeah. I would have been scratching everybody's eyes out. And I just went, there, there comes a point where you're like, I think it's just what we were just talking about because in my head I was going, okay, so maybe the launch doesn't occur on that day, yeah. on that Tuesday that we've had on the calendar for you know the last three months. Maybe we don't send affiliate welcoming emails on this day because we can't send them their links what's the worst what big deal like yeah. big deal. literally literally was like I mean in the midst of it it was a little bit you know a little bit like oh my god I cannot believe this is happening <laughs> yeah. but at the same time there was that truth side of me that was thinking meh like we'll we'll work it yeah totally it's just like you kind of just got to like have that trust in the process yeah and and be flexible and I think that's why you know like we've both we've all come from like that health coach background studying with IN like I think that has been like a massive help for our entrepreneurial journeys with like the tech stuff and the stress stuff because it's like you know what like I can do this in a stressed out way or I can do this in a calm way like either way it's gonna happen and I'm gonna get through it yeah, exactly. And you know, I also think, I mean, from myself, from a profit standpoint, I think five years ago, I would have um, I would have launched it without the affiliates, just hoping it was going to work. But I actually am really big on looking at my return on investment now. So I was looking at, look, if we could just do this, even if it did take us longer, the potential for financial return as well would be so much higher if we had other people sharing the message. So I'm kind of always like, and it did cost me an extra, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, like I said, but I'm huge on not looking at what I'm putting. I don't see cost. I see investment Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and I see return on that investment more than I see, you know, cost and spend. I think that's a mindset thing as well. And I think when you do work on your mindset and your physical health as well, that's much easier to view from a realistic fashion and one that helps your business a lot more as well. Yeah, I I definitely, I like the way that you kind of like look at money and like having your business as like 
you know, you're investing it and then you get your return on investment. It isn't all about, you know, profit and loss and costs. Like it's definitely a change in mindset from, you know, going from working in a job and like having your salary and Mm. then having your own business. I think like that's a really great way to look at money. Absolutely. I um, think. Oh, sorry. I was going to just ask what like other, like I know like money mindset is a huge thing. Mm. Like what would be, the number one tip for like sorting out your money mindset if you've come, you know, if you have that scarcity sort of money mode? (laughs) Oh, it's a tough one. So I grew up being, I grew up in a really low socioeconomic environment um, and there was a subconscious, like my parents are cool, but they didn't realise, I think, that they were subconsciously teaching us that rich people were assholes and that people who earned a lot of money or that people or that young people especially like I went to school with a couple of really you know what I thought were rich kids at the time and I had this feeling like I was angry at them like they were entitled it was almost like this and I just felt like that I had my lot in life and that would never be me which is such an incredibly damaging mindset because you're I don't know like obviously as I said it was a subconscious thing that my parents were kind of instilling in me. And I but think it, it's like at school as well, isn't it? It's like, you know, you have the, we were public school people and it was like, oh, they're the yep. private school snobs, like they're the rich kids. Like I think it happened from like kids yeah, as well. Yeah, like preschool. Yeah. You know what's really interesting, girls, and you'll probably understand this as well, is that when you get in the online space and, I mean, I had to actually work on my, my money glass ceiling thing because when yeah. I reached six, when I reached six figures profit a year from my mm-hmm. online businesses, I kind of reached the point where I was like, oh, I'm not going to try and build anything else mm-hmm. or work on anything else because that's that's six figures. That's all I need to do. And mm-hmm. it was a real, that was where a lot of the, the work, I do meditation actually a lot on money mindset, Deepak Chopra and, and Oprah, Deepak Chopra and Oprah. It's a hard thing to say three times. <laughs> You did well. Yeah, so they do. Uh, they do like a twenty-one day meditation series, and yeah, one of them. Yeah, it's cool. I've, so I purchased it because one of the ones that Deepak does is around money mindset, and so I, I do that. But do you know I have this chant in my head at, at night. This is kind of like it sounds really embarrassing a little bit now that I'm realize I'm about to say it out loud. As I'm going to bed at the moment because I'm working through money stuff a lot right now. In my head, I say, I am rich, I am wealthy, I am abundant, I am open to receiving. And it goes round and round and round in my head. And it's really incredible. I mean, I never thought I believed as much in manifestation. Um, I definitely believe in karmic energy to some degree, but I really feel like you open up your inbox in the morning when you start doing these, you know, when you start really centering into a, a mantra or a meditation or a truth about this and stuff starts to come in front of you where you're like oh have I called this in like I feel like I'm calling this in so I actually do a lot of um a lot of mantras that I have a a lot of different times in my mind we have um we are abundantly supplied in every way like that's the one we always say (laughs) so good you know actually what I was thinking is that and you might recognize this as well going back to my corporate career like we had um we had really good salaries and we had mm-hmm. an uncapped commission structure and it was a really good commission structure. But even then, people were very compartmentalized into their earning capacity. And I think this begins in primary school as well. Like, you know, if you by the time you get to high school, you know, if you're going to be a teacher, that you're going to earn 50 grand to 80 grand mm-hmm. a year capped, right? Like you can't earn anymore as a yeah. primary school yeah. teacher. Or if you're going to be a 
um, you know, an electrician that you know you're going to be capped at 90 to 100K mm -hmm. a year. Mm -hmm. Like, And I think that when that it can be really frightening for people to look at, say, what we're doing because it feels like they can't cope with the uncertainty of not knowing. Like yeah. I've, I've gone to partner with people in the past and they've said, what can you promise me that you can make me through this venture? And I'm like, well, the sky's the limit. Yeah. We can just we can achieve anything and they can't cope with it. Like it's a really weird um, – well, for me it's weird because obviously I've, I've got a different mindset yeah. like you. But, yeah, it's a, our world is changing though. I see a shift. I'm so pumped about this. Okay, I think personal yeah, connection yeah. is coming back, like you and I are talking on this podcast now and meeting people in real life and things like ProBlogger and events like Chris Ducker's Tropical Think Tank and people getting together and, and – um, combining their their insp inspiration and their power it's coming back we're going to go offline to make more online again i think which is going to be really incredible yeah, oh, yeah. i couldn't I can, agree more i mean like we've we've always been huge fans of like meeting people in person and live events i mean like without them i don't know if we'd even be doing what we're doing even though like everything is actually available online like we just love that personal connection and like I mean, like, when you meet someone in person, it's like you create that relationship and who knows what it could lead to. Like, there's just so many different opportunities. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. And I think, me, uh, yeah, I, look, I really struggle um, when I talk to people online, like in a podcast like this sometimes because I feel like I've built up, like, three weeks of working on my own just to let it out on a certain podcast or talk with you all about it. But I think people need to see and feel and touch and listen to people in real mm -hmm. life. Of the, it's one of the only places that you can feel their energy and you know when you walk up to them and start to talk with them, there is something visceral about knowing that they're your people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah 100%. Like, like so much. Oh, my gosh. And just like having people to turn to, especially like as like solo entrepreneurs, I mean, we're really lucky in that we work together. So we we have someone that we can talk to when we need to talk to. But, like, just to have other people where you can literally just call up or, like, if you're in the same city and meet for coffee. I mean, there's so much power in doing that. And it's never a waste of time. Like, it's it's like even when you're on a roll of your work, it's never a waste of time to stop and meet up with someone yeah. in person. No, I 100% agree. Although I'm going to ask you this, and I know it's your podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> you guys, we get a lot of requests for coffees and oh, lunches yeah. and brunches. And what do you do? Um, yeah. th like this one's really hard. I think like we've like, I don't know, I don't know. We're pretty, we, we used to meet up with a lot of people. Like in Canberra, we found ourselves always having coffee dates and it, we got to a point where it was like, oh my gosh, like we're just meeting all these people and like literally they're saying, can I pick your brain? In other words, yeah. which is like our least favorite term in the world. And it was just like, man, like we're, we're not getting any shit done. We're not getting any work yeah. done. So we kind of were like, stop. Like we just have to stop. And we went on this like, I think it would have been like six months where we just met no one. Like we didn't go out. We just work, 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 work. And then we kind of were like, this is not good for us. Like we're going insane. Like the only people we're hanging out with is each other. Like and what the hell? We're going to turn into crazy <laughs> cat sister ladies. Yeah. What the F are we doing? Yeah. And like now we're just very choosy where we, who, who we meet up with, I guess. And, you know, we might connect a bit online first. Yeah. Or go to like a group event. Yeah. Like a group like event. A big, like a, more of a group networking kind of style. And then find our people. So it's like, you know, when you go to a little, like, I mean, we went to a group networking night just 
last week or the week before and it was like okay out of 12 people we connected with two people we're gonna meet up with them after yeah but we won't meet up with the other people yeah like what do you do alice um, I find it seasonal and I think it's because I do what you guys potentially did and realize that you've said yes to too much and yeah. then at the end and then at the end of like a one month of doing that you go, mm-hmm. I've just neglected a lot of the work that's really yeah. important for me. Because in the end that person that I'm meeting with for coffee is not going to pay my mortgage. So exactly. I need to be sitting at my desk and making sure I'm getting that stuff done. So I suppose it's seasonal because when I reach the end of that point I say no to things for a few months at a time and then I find myself saying yes to things again yeah. um, and uh, you know like I said when I meet with people in person I always feel inspired but I also then do need to do some work after the kids go to bed on those nights exactly. so I suppose yeah. I'm very I'm, I've also begun to unapolog- unapologetically say no so yeah. I'll say no but I won't give a reason why afterwards yeah. I'll just say I can't do it I on think that that's day. really I empowering think- and I think that that again is a muscle that we all have to practice because I think there's so many people especially women who just go and say yes 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 to everything put other people before themselves um and practicing saying no is actually like you feel kind of good doing it yes Brene Brown she says choose short-term discomfort over long-term resentment and I oh yes so I love good. that it's so good. I desperately try and embody that and it's incredibly difficult. And I can tell you now yeah. with a kid at primary school, it's mm-hmm. even harder because I didn't remember, like my mum wasn't on the scene a lot when I was a kid, but parents are asked to do stuff every single week at primary school. It is just crazy. Yeah, like I can't even imagine. It's just so bizarre. Like I, I somehow found myself roped in, I think it's my, I think it's my personality. Like people start <laughs> to talk with me. It's obviously not because I'm a massive asshole, but um, people start to talk with me and they're like, I should be good for this. I should be good for that. So I somehow found myself the parent rep for my kids' class and then <laughs> organizing the BlackRock Primary School Parent Social, which is the which is the which like the ballroom event of the year. Like, oh, my God, Alice. No idea. And then it's like people – I got an email yesterday from another mother at the school saying, I know you do some design stuff. Could you please make oh. a look? Like, oh, my gosh. But it's <laughs> – it's all me calling it in. Like it's not them. I'm yep. doing thing that so it's like got to be managed. But um, I'm finding myself, yeah, working on that that no muscle and trying to remember Brene's quote a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, that we is, I love take that. our hat off to you, like for being an amazing mum and also having this amazing entrepreneurial business as well. Because you know we don't have kids, so whenever we talk to people who do have kids, we can only imagine like the extra kind of responsibility <laughs> that that would yeah. bring. You girls look after each other, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit easier than the primary school child, yeah. kid. Yeah, and I see you sometimes singing your Disney songs. I know you've got children in there. You guys are the best. <laughs> that is so That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alice, well, we're almost out of time, and it has been so amazing chatting with you, getting to know your story better, and just, like, getting inspired by you. You have so much gold to share, and we're so super grateful. So before we get to our very last question, we would love you to share the best place for everyone to go and find more info about everything you do. Okay, so I'm going to direct you to my health website because you will find, oh, I'll direct you to two places. It's pretty simple. So my health and wellbeing website is thewholedaily.com.au and that's where I teach everything on functional healing um, and mindset and then my blog to profit is at alicenichols.com. Yay. And of course, the last question is, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? It's a good one. I love it. It's by Rumi. 
and it is forget safety, live where you fear to live, destroy your reputation, be notorious. Oh, I just got, love that. I just got chills. It's, it's incredible because I just got chills then when you said you got chills. Do you know why I love it so much is because – I like when you do if you're if you're not frightened like a little bit shit scared about the goals and the dreams that you have I really feel like they're not big enough like I've come to realize that that if I am not petrified slightly by what I'm trying to achieve right now then I need to change it and big it up and I love that forget safety live where you fear to live I don't think I've ever even seen I've never that. seen it on Pinterest or anything I want to share it <laughs> Good. And now it's like notorious. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, Rumi didn't even hear that song when he wrote this. <laughs> You're funny. Oh, Alice, well, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show, and thank you so much for your time. We are so grateful. I love knowing you girls and your energy is out there in the market today. It makes me feel so proud to be in the online world as well. So keep doing what you're doing. It's so it's so powerful. Right back at you. We love you. Thank you for having me. to have you on there we love you yay if you guys loved that episode and you got something out of it be sure to let us know on social media over on snapchat at the mm sisters we love hanging out there or you can just email us or find us on instagram or facebook whatever you like we don't mind and while you're at it if you love it please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you might be listening because every rating counts and we definitely read every single review and we love you for it. So yay. Thank you. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.